Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode of Because I'm Blessed. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, Thank you so much for all of the support that you guys gave me after my first episode. Um, I can't even put into words how it feels just to be hearing back from everybody and hearing um, that you were encouraged and just the feedback. So I have to start by saying thank you so much for just an incredible launch of my first episode that I was super nervous about. So of course, nerves are accompanying me today on this next episode, but I can't wait to get started. So um, I had a lot of different topics that I could have started with today, but the one that definitely settled in my heart was um, kind of just going on from last week's episode about, you know, being blessed and being a blessing to other people. And so as I prayed into it and thought about it more, I really wanted to just take this episode to talk about that blessed life mentality. Like how do we, you know, acknowledge the struggles that we're really going through without being fake um, and still maintaining that I have a blessed life, you know, and I feel like we practice this I think we practice it so much, sometimes it becomes second nature and sometimes it actually may slide into being an unauthentic um, lifestyle where we now have to portray that we're blessed, but really in the background, you know, we're struggling. We're struggling with things and if someone asked us to be honest, like we really don't see God's blessings or we really don't feel them maybe some days. So how do we become a people that can authentically struggle, but authentically be blessed at the same time. And I think that that's kind of one of the big things, especially as Christians, you know, or just as being people of positive energy that, you know, are constantly irradiating, oh, I'm so blessed, you know, um, like, how do you live that life, you know, and not feel fake. So I think that obviously it's important to acknowledge your real struggles with somebody close to you, you know, your circle, um, your close intimate friends, the ones who can actually pray for you and and journey with you. Um, it's not something maybe for everybody to know. And that doesn't mean that you're being fake or two-faced. I feel like we all have people that are called to bless us as well and that are faithful to us and that are loyal, um, that can keep our secrets. And not that secrets are ever really okay, but you have to establish trust with the group of people. Um, and then there's people in our life that are, you know, not on that depth of a level with us. They don't invest in us. And that's not that they're bad people, but they don't invest real time with us. So, you know, having people that are close to you and that are real, um, that you can be real with when you're struggling. I think it's so important to have that so that you don't get caught up in feeling fake. Um, when you are kind of declaring that you're blessed, whether it's on social media or out in the real world or at work, um, you know, being able to be, to be real when it needs to be authentic and real with people that are authentic and real, I think back with us. Um, that's kind of one of the first things I think that's important. And then, um, you know, really having a list of I call them my I am statements, um, statements that are true to my identity in Christ. Um, you know, I am, you know, I am somebody who can be pretty hard to live with, but I'm not going to focus on 
that, even though it's a reality, I want to make sure that my brain is focused on, you know, that my mindset is focused on that I'm a new creation, that the things that about my flesh, you know, my human nature that I like to call it, (laughs) um, you'll often hear me talk about being, you know, really two entities within us, our flesh and our spirit. And, you know, my human nature is not, is not really all that great. A lot of you people who love me, you'll often hear me, you know, um, say, you know, if I didn't have, it's Jesus, it's Jesus that you love, because if there wasn't that relationship, um, with him that's bigger than me that causes me to discipline my flesh I'm probably not a very enjoyable person and those closest to me um, have probably seen you know that side of me and they'll be able to attest to the fact that you know I'm not always a delight to be around so but I can't allow that mentality to cause me to fall into a you know, I am a, this person that's, you know, not an, a positive thing. And I have to remember that because of the cross, I am redeemed. I am a new person. I am a, um, able to be a blessing to people around me. And, um, you know, I have to go over sometimes those things daily, early in the morning at the beginning of my day before my day gets started um, and remind myself exactly who I am you know, because I have chosen to submit my flesh to my spirit and um, that makes me who I really am. Um, I know identity lies so much in so many things. Um, You know, we constantly hear the sayings that, you know, this is who I am. You know, you have to accept me for who I am. And sometimes those things are superficial things. Sometimes those things are based upon, you know, temperament or you know um our lifestyles that we live like that's who I am and I always try to be like that's not who you are like there's so many things that we try to define ourselves in those I am statements and it's really not who we are and so I try I for myself try to stay in a mentality of I am a daughter of the king you know I am forgiven I am redeemed I am a blessing um And so I try to keep myself there and so that I can stay living in that blessed, you know, kind of mentality. Um, And the other thing is that I feel like sometimes we measure how blessed we are based upon our circumstances and the things that are going on around us. So if your definition or your gauge, I guess, um, of how blessed you are, is based on how successful you are or how many friends you have or how good you look in the mirror um, or how much weight you've lost or, you know, if that, you know, is our gauge for how blessed we are, then of course you're not going to always feel like you are blessed. You know, you are, if your circumstances um, control your blessed meter or your blessed gauge, then they're gonna it's gonna constantly be changing so um my encouragement for you today and this is something that i've had to adapt in my own life is that i am blessed because of the cross i am blessed because of the cross and the resurrection and that doesn't ever change um he didn't only somewhat die he didn't 
halfway die for me on my good days or, you know, he didn't barely resurrect from the grave. Like that gauge is not something that shifts. It is a definite. He died for me because he loved me and he rose on the third day so that I would have that same power within me to conquer the things that come for me. So, you know, that's where I have to remind myself that I am blessed um, because of that, not because, you know, my kids are great or my kids or my husband loves me or um, because then when my kids aren't great or I don't feel like my husband loves me for an hour, um, then my blessed meter is going to go up or down. Right. So I can't allow my circumstances to basically dictate how blessed I feel. And I, the reason that this is important, obviously moving forward with the other half of, you know, last week's podcast is it'll control how much we feel like we can be a blessing to other people. So if the enemy can get us in a mentality to gauge our blessings based on, you know, other things besides the definite things in our life, like the love of God, then of course, we're going to end up telling ourselves, like, I can't be a blessing today. Like, I'm on the struggle bus. You know, my ducks aren't in a row. So, how, you know, I can't bless anybody. Today, I need the blessing, you know. But if we can, you know, kind of live in a mentality that says, hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, my ducks aren't in a row. And I am on the struggle bus. But I'm going to bless somebody today anyways because... You know, in the end, I have this, this, and this to be grateful for. And it's so important to have, you know, your gratitude list available all the time. You know, hopefully at the surface of your heart. But if you're somebody who, you know, it's hard to focus there and to set your eyes on gratitude and your list of things that you're grateful for, then um, write it down you know, write it down, get it somewhere that you can refer to it to like burn it into your heart in the moments that it needs to be so constant. But, um, you know, sometimes we, we tell ourselves like, you know, Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not equipped. I'm not equipped enough to be a blessing for other people. Like I haven't taken a class and, you know, it should come natural to me, but it doesn't, you know, maybe it doesn't come natural to you to, you know, because you have so much going on to stop and to be a small blessing, um, which is always really a big blessing, but to be, you know, what you think is a small thing to say or to do, but it's, it's so incredibly powerful. And obviously the world that we live in right now is so incredibly broken. And, you know, we often hear that we should, you know, be a blessing to the people that are closest to us first, you know, our husbands, our, our kids, our coworkers, our extended family, and, you know, sometimes that's not easy because there's often there's relational damage that's not been healed. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, I can't be a blessing to a stranger if I can't be a blessing to my family. But, you know, I want to encourage you today, like, no, be a blessing to a stranger if you have to be a blessing to somebody. Because if there's people in your life that you need to walk through healing with before you can actually maybe in turn truly offer them a blessing because there's pain there then okay deal with that but don't just not be a blessing at all because there are still people that need to be encouraged you know um and it's it's in little things you know it's in little things that we can do i often you know it's always funny i will often tell the lady 
at Walmart, you know, especially, you know, you go to Walmart and some of them are like, hi, thanks. Like, how was your, did you find everything okay? And they engage with you and other times they really don't. And you're really can sit there through the whole transaction of getting your groceries um, scanned and not say a word, you know, but your total and that's it. So um, oftentimes I'll just take a minute and kind of look at the cashier and ask the Lord to, you know, bless her inside of me. And then, you know, I'll just say things like, you know, thanks for coming to work today. That's one of the big things I like to say. Um, I've told the cashier at Walmart before, thanks for coming to work today. And they kind of look at you like, what? And in their puzzled look, I normally will follow it up with, um, yeah, if you weren't here, who would be checking out my stuff? Someone else would be doing it. But, you know, I really feel like it was meant to be you today. So I just appreciate you for coming in today. And I'm not going to lie, guys, sometimes it's gotten uncomfortable because I can see tears well up in someone's eyes and like they're so emotional. You guys, we just don't know what people are going through and we don't know how those little things can really just speak to their heart, you know. And so um, that, you know, I want to challenge you, like what little things do you do for strangers and that we engage with, you know, um, because this is how we're gonna change our atmosphere. This is how we're gonna be an example to our children. Imagine if your children are seeing that in you all the time, you know? And that's it's real when they mess up and they don't charge you right and they put your boxed foods with your cold foods and it's frustrating, but you know, um, my kids have heard me be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe she threw my cold, all my cold stuff is not in the same bag. Like who does that, you know? And then I think to myself, man, like, ugh. I'm, you know, I'm being that way in front of my children and, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, um, I would rather them see me being a blessing and loving on strangers in any way that I can. Um, another cool thing that I wanted to share that we've done before is, um, when you eat out, you know, um, somebody brought this up. I can't remember who challenged us to do this. I think it was at one of our churches and, um, you know, we, we did this thing where if you go out to eat and, you know, they bring you your food and, you know, good Christian people, you know, we're going to bow our heads and pray for our food in public because we want everybody to see that. And so, um, you know, what about being more real and telling your server, hey, I'm about to pray for my food. Is there anything I can pray for you today? Is there anything going on that I can mention for you? Um, and we've done this and I've, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I did have somebody just be like, no, I'm good. And I'll be like, all right, well, thank you for anyways, you know, I'll pray for you anyways. Um, but at one time I'll never forget this girl was like, um, yeah, actually my mom just got diagnosed with cancer and I, it's, I can't stop thinking about it, you know, today. And, and we definitely, you know, I touched her hand and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm sorry to hear that. And we'll definitely, I know you have to get back to work, but we're going to definitely pray for you right now. What's your mom's name? And got her mom's first name and knew her name and, and said that we would pray. So when we ate our food, you know, we, or when we prayed for our food, before we ate our food, we, we prayed for her and we said that prayer. And, you know, when she came back to check on us to see how we were doing, like you could tell that she was so grateful. Like she just had a different spirit about her. So, I mean, those are just little examples of ways that we can um, change, change the atmosphere around us and be a blessing, you know, for other people. Um, another thing is that I kind of was thinking about this and um, I feel like for those of us who were raised in church and raised as Christians, you know, there's a lot of scripture that um, I feel sometimes gets twisted and it kind of gets in our head um, that 
you know, mind your business. Like it's not your place to speak on other people's lives or to speak into other people's lives when you don't have your own life together. You know, you're struggling with things. Therefore, when you have your stuff together, then you have the right to speak into other people's lives or comment on other people's lives. And sometimes, of course, that's going to come with, you know, seeing somebody in a sinful pattern or seeing that somebody's really struggling with something and you just want to encourage them. You know, you don't want to come at them to judge them or whatever. You just want to encourage them. But we're so scared. You know, we're so scared and we're constantly, you know, hearing even scripture like the one, of course, that comes to mind is like, you know, don't try and help your friend with a splinter in their eye if you've got a log sticking out of yours. Um, And that's not word for word how the scripture goes but if you've heard it before you know what I'm talking about um you know but that scripture kind of gets in the back of our head and we're just like yeah I I mean I've got issues in my own life I can't I can't speak into someone else's life like I can't um offer them wisdom or offer them anything because I have my own issues so and then you know when I heard that scripture and I prayed into that scripture the Lord was like well think about it like a splinter and a log those are the same substance those are the same material they're both wood right little piece of wood big piece of wood and I really felt the Lord was telling me with that scripture like you know if there's things that you're struggling with specifically if you're specifically dealing with a sin and you know you're working through it and you're find somebody who's dealing with the same sin maybe on a different level then yeah it's kind of not your place to offer advice while you're still struggling with that sin um, it's not your place to kind of in, be like, oh, well, you should do this and this if you're not practicing it yourself yet. And that's how I took that scripture, you know, if it's the same type of sin. But that doesn't mean that there's not other things that you already have victory over. There doesn't mean that there's not other things that you have a testimony already um, about. So, you know, there is still work for you. There's still a place for you to bless and to encourage. And, you know, we're so wrapped up in passing judgment and you know um those without sin cast the first stone um so therefore i shouldn't say anything but again the situation with that scripture you know if you take it in context the people that were gonna stone that woman they were going to kill her they were going to kill her they weren't just gonna offer her a word of advice so yeah jesus said those without sin cast the first stone like if you're gonna try and take someone's life you know, over their sinning, then you better make sure that you're perfect. But when you're offering um, a word of advice or trying to bless somebody with, you know, your presence and wanting to be in their life while they struggle, you're not trying to kill them, you know? So again, that scripture kind of is, again, taken out of context, like, um, and doesn't mean that you can never say anything. But of course, I just do want to say that if you are going to ever, um, call someone out you know for a sin or something that they're struggling with then just be ready to partner with them in their journey to healing you know that is the biggest blessing that you can do for somebody if you see someone struggling with something and you're going to bring it up because you love them right obviously this would be somebody that you have a relationship with and that you care about and you're seeing them struggle and you know that you know spiritually god can help them and you want to be a part of that then yeah bring it up with love and and offer to walk with them through that journey i feel like that's the worst thing that you can do is to shine a light on someone's struggle and then 
just be like, I just wanted to let you know and not partner with them on their journey to healing. So um, if you're not in a position and ready to hold them accountable, have lunch with them, pray with them, send them scriptures, you know, then don't don't say anything. <laughs> but um, but when those moments come, definitely jump on that. You know, when God stirs your heart, um, I can't speak about it enough, you guys. When you open up your heart and you ask God to to give you an opportunity, like when you wake up in the morning and you say, you know what, I'm struggling, but I'm blessed. And today, Lord, I want you to give me an opportunity to bless somebody else, regardless of what I'm going through. You guys, he will respond with a yes. And if you keep your eyes open all day, you will find an opportunity to speak life into someone else. And now with social media, it honestly, it's it, there's a lot of bad stuff with social media, but man, it can just be used for God's glory in so many ways. I can't tell you how many times God will put someone on my heart and I'll just send a message and they haven't heard from me in a while. And they may feel like I don't care about them because I don't interact with them on a normal everyday basis. But for some reason, when I tell God, show me today who you want me to speak into, this person will pop in my head and they'll get a message from me, a text saying, hey, just wanted to let you know I love you and I'm thinking about you. And not, it, it never comes back like, oh yeah, that was great, thanks. Or they don't respond. I always get back, thank you so much, I needed that. You know, um, go on Pinterest, find a cute little picture of a scripture that's encouraging. Pick 10 people to send it to and just watch what God can do out of your obedience. Obedience opens the atmosphere of heaven and bringing heaven to earth is what we're called to do. Bringing that love, that unconditional love to the atmosphere around us. Start with the ones near you. Bless your bless your kids, you know, especially when they need it, especially when they're being super bad. Find a way to speak life into them. Um, it's, it's struggle, but it really can change the atmosphere around you. Um, so that's just a couple of different um, ways that um, you can be a blessing to other people. I would love to hear what you guys already are doing, you know, what ways that you already feel God um, calling you or using you. And then, of course, I just want to take this time to encourage you to do it. If you're not practicing how to be a blessing to other people um, in little ways, you know, um, then Pray about it, pray into it, and definitely ask God to give you new, fresh ideas of how to be, be the blessing in someone else's life. And, you know, really ask yourself, like, you know, how often do I allow my ability to bless others, you know, to be at a standstill because I'm, I'm not feeling it in myself, you know, and how do I discipline that in my own life to where I wake up every day and I realize and I acknowledge the struggles that I'm having, but I choose to walk blessed and to bless others. And um, yeah, that's just, that's what we're called to do. And that's what this whole podcast is for. Like I said, there's going to be other topics that are just going to be discussed and encouraging. And again, to kind of help us all walk through the journey of life and, and, you know, the enemy He's got plans for us every day. So we have to have a plan of action every day. Um, every day, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to shift your focus off of who God is and what's going on around you. And when those circumstances start to cloud your vision and you forget 
who you are in Christ and you forget how you've been blessed, then he's, then he's, he's like, awesome. He's clapping his hands. That's what he wants to do guys. So we got to come together. We got to encourage each other. We've got to bless each other. Um, whether we're in relationship with somebody or they're a perfect stranger, um, sometimes being blessed by a perfect stranger who doesn't know you and your faults is the best thing. So, you know, when you're blessing someone that's a stranger, then you may have just changed their atmosphere for the day because everyone that knows them is not blessing them. So just think about those things. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to share for today. Again, um, I would love to hear feedback from you guys. I would love to hear the ideas that you guys already have on how to be a blessing and and share those with me, you know, um, share new ideas, different things. And I'd love to hear that feedback, of course. Um, if you don't already follow the podcast um, on Instagram, I have a page you can message there. You can comment there and um just be praying i have submitted the podcast to itunes so those of you apple users thanks for bearing with me eventually it'll be on itunes but apple has to approve me so i'm just believing god's timing for that it'll be on itunes whenever god says so um i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up for today and just remember that um I'm praying for you guys. I I don't have, unless you come back and say, I heard your podcast. I really don't know who's listening. I just have a number of how many plays um, it's been played, but I'm listening and I'm, I'm praying for all of you that are listening. So continue to pray for me. I'm still getting over this cold and cough, but I'm just very grateful that the Lord has allowed me to um, get back on my feet and feeling better. So have a blessed day. Be blessed. And because I'm blessed, I'm going to go be a blessing. Thanks for listening, guys.